Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. Do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, the day of trial in the wilderness where your fathers tested me, tried me, and saw my works 40 years. Therefore, I was angry with that generation and said they always go astray in their heart. See, that, that's, that's the issue. What's happening in your heart? He didn't say they went astray in their thinking. He said they went astray in their heart. All we have to do is acknowledge it. God, I, I, I want to trust you more than I do. You just have to acknowledge it. When your heart is genuinely seeking intimacy with God and His Holy Spirit is welcome and actively guiding you, He will protect your mind from dangerous false doctrines and misleading shepherds. As Pastor Robert explains in today's message, God is most concerned with your heart because He understands that it is the root of every other aspect of your life. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in Hebrews chapter 3 with today's message. You know, I'd been a Christian about six months when I met the girl of my dreams. I was in my mid-twenties, and... uh, she was beautiful, beautiful, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, such a sweet lady. We, we dated for a while, and um, she would often, she lived not too far from, from my, the store that I managed, and, you know, a lot of, she'd come in when she, um, when school was out, she was a school teacher, she'd bake banana bread and bring it to me at work, you know, and, and just, I mean, she was such a, such a sweet, and I, I told the Lord she was the right one. But you know what? I'm so glad that he said no. Now, she's still a beautiful woman. We're actually friends, her family, our family. Matter of fact, her husband and, and she paid for our little wedding up in Georgia. When Elizabeth and I got married 22 years ago, they, they actually kind of gave us the wedding. He was there to take video and everything, although he forgot to put film in the video camera, I think. I don't know. Maybe that was a shot. Who knows? But. No, but seriously, we're, we're, we're good friends. But here's the, here's the problem. She would have gone nuts in Miami Beach. And, and me traveling to places like the Peruvian jungle? No, 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 no. She would not have been down with that at all. She told me one time. So one of the, I'm, you know, she actually told me, she said to me one time, she's like, you know, I don't think I could live anywhere where there's not a Walmart and a dollar store. I just, yeah. I'm like, really? That's what, it's like, I just think, I don't, and what was she? She's a city girl. She just, you know, not this kind of city girl, though. This would have been crazy for her, you know, kind of small, small town Georgia, but but in in you know in in town. You know what I mean? One beautiful, wonderful Christian woman, but not fitted for me. I wasn't fitted for her. 
And I tried really, really hard to convince God that it would work. We do that. We make all kinds of plans without asking Him if it's His plan, and then we demand that He make it work. And He says, no, I can't do that. It's not my best for you. It's not. I have a perfect plan for your life. You need to listen to me. But we don't, and, and the reason we don't is unbelief. And that's the third thing, unbelief. We misunderstand that term. The idea of unbelief in the Scripture, see, we, we associate it with, with something going on in our heads, you know, something mental. Oh, but pastor, I believe. I believe in God. I believe in the Lord Jesus. I hear that all the time from people. But I, you know, I believe in God. I think maybe, maybe we misunderstand what he's talking about here just a little bit. Just a little bit. Do you, you understand that all of the Israelites... Maybe there may have been a few rare exceptions, but they all believed in him. They believed that he existed. I mean, after all, they watched him when they came out of Egypt. As they were coming out of Egypt, the Bible says, you know, God sent Moses in there. Moses did all kinds of signs and wonders, all kinds of miraculous things. And the, and the last one, the one that really kind of took the cake, was when all of the firstborn in Egypt died in one night. And then Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, said, get them out of here. They need to leave. And so they all left. All of Israel, all the Israelites left. And they're marching out through the desert. They get almost to the Red Sea, and they realize the Egyptian army, Pharaoh changed his mind. And they're coming after him. And what happened? God parted the Red Sea. And so the Bible says that like two million of them passed through the Red Sea on dry ground. They got to the other side. The Egyptian army comes barreling in there after them, and the ocean closed back up, and God eliminated the Egyptian army. The threat's gone. And they saw all this stuff. Oh, they believed. They just didn't trust Him. How do I know that? Well, because they kept doubting. They kept complaining. They kept grumbling. What are we going to drink? What are we going to eat? How's He going to fix this? What's He going to do with that? We do the same thing. We do the same thing. See, what this passage is reminding us of is that when they, got, when they actually got to the promised land, you, you realize it only took them like a week and a half. All of Israel, two million people, to get from Egypt to Canaan, the promised land. It took them like a week and a half to get there. It's an 11-day journey. But then when they got there, instead of just marching right on in, thanking God for everything He was giving them, what did they do? They sent in spies to check it out. Let's just you know, let's make sure we can do this. Well, no, they couldn't do it. Do you understand if God gives you a job to do, it's beyond your capability? He always does it that way. Why, why does He do it like that? Because He's God. He intends to make you more than you are. If God had told me when I first became a Christian that I'd have to get up and speak in front of people, I'd have run the other way. I was scared to death, like most people, of any kind of public speaking. It scared me to death. It was... No, 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 no. There's no way I'm going to ever... I'll never be able to do that, God. But see, He's the Creator. You remember what He said to Moses. When Moses complained about the same thing, when God said to Moses, I'm going to send you to Egypt, Moses said, not me, I can't even talk good. And God said to Moses, Moses, I made your mouth. I can remake it. I can tweak it a little bit. I can adjust it. Right? Like I've joked about in the past. If you're not smart enough to do the thing that God has destined you to do, well, then He will give you more smarticles until you are smart enough to do the thing that needs to be done. He's your Creator. And that's the beauty. Of, that's the adventure of following Jesus Christ. 
Now, do you believe that? Well, then maybe you're walking in unbelief. You're not trusting him as much as you thought you were. Again, the, the, the wonderful thing about this, don't panic. The wonderful thing about it is all you have to do is acknowledge it. You know what? I, I really thought I was believing. I, I really thought I was trusting, but I see now that maybe, maybe there's some holes in my trust. Maybe there's some gaps in my belief. Like the one guy that when Jesus, he came to Jesus and he, and he was asking him you know, for healing and, and, he, and, and the Lord said to him, do you believe? And he said, yeah, I believe. I believe, but help my unbelief. That's a great prayer. Just acknowledge, you know, there's some gaps in there, Lord. Help, help me with this. And He will. Unbelief hinders us. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you will hear His voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, the day of trial in the wilderness where your fathers tested me, tried me, and saw my works 40 years. Therefore, I was angry with that generation and said they always go astray in their heart. See, that, that's, that's the issue. What's happening in your heart? He didn't say they went astray in their thinking. He said they went astray in their heart. All we have to do is acknowledge it. God, I, I, I want to trust you more than I do. We just have to acknowledge it. He says, I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of of sin. Do you understand? I got lied to when I was 20 years old, reading the Bible, and I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking to myself, I, I, I can't be celibate for the rest of my life. Well, God never said I had to be. God had a perfect plan for me. Now, I was trying to satisfy myself. I was indulging my flesh. All that did was cause me more problems. All it did was mess me up more. But what if I just decided that day, you know what? Yes. Yes, whatever it takes, I'll trust you. Whatever it takes, I'll trust you. Maybe one day he'll show me what I would have enjoyed that I missed because of my unbelief. He says, we've become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it is said, today, if you'll hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as in the rebellion. For who having heard rebelled? Indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses? Now with whom was he angry 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Because of unbelief, they couldn't enter in. Couldn't enter into what? His rest. His rest. We're so glad you joined us today for Pastor Robert's teaching in the book of Hebrews. We hope you've been encouraged by what you heard. If you'd like to listen again to today's message or find more from the study in this book of the Bible, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on Podcast. If you'd like to receive each new edition of Main Thing Radio as soon as it's made available, be sure to subscribe while you're there. This program is a ministry of Pastor Robert Fountain and Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. If you're listening right now in Miami-Dade County, we want to meet you. Come by Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. or at 1 p.m. for a time of worship and Bible study. You'll find out more about the church at MainThingRadio.com or give us a call. Our phone number is 305-531-2730. When you call, let us know how we can be praying for you. That number again is 305-531-2730. 
We believe strongly in the power of prayer, and we want you to know that we are often lifting our listeners up to the Lord. Would you do the same for us? We know God is moving in people's lives, and we are so blessed to be a part of it. Thanks for praying for us, and thanks for listening today. Pastor Robert will return soon for another edition of Main Thing Radio.